What Are You Hungry For? The podcast about food, of course, but also connections, curiosity, discovery, and more. I'm your host, Nancy Martz, co-founder and executive director of Apple's Tzatziki Cooking School, where our mission is to teach children and their families how to prepare delicious, nutritious, affordable meals made from real food. I've been passionate about cooking and eating for as long as I can remember. Five years ago, I came to the conclusion that the current generation of kids was not learning how to cook. Home ec classes had been disappearing when I was in high school back in the 80s. So we have a generation of parents who didn't learn how to cook. How can they be expected to teach their kids? In our classes, we teach essential cooking skills like knife safety, how to crack an egg and avoid cross-contamination, how to boil, saute, and roast, why, uh, why sitting down together for a meal is so important. Finally, the kids help wash the dishes and put the kitchen back together. During COVID, we have been teaching our classes outdoors. It's great to be in the garden where kids can exactly where their food is coming. Today's guest knows our program inside and out. Courtney Fraser is our fearless program director. She has a background in culinary arts, nonprofits, social media, and working with kids. Her first day with us was, drumroll, March 14, 2020. Does that date ring a bell? It was the first day of California's first COVID stay-at-home order. She had to hit the ground running with the brakes on. Please welcome Courtney Fraser. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Nance. That was very How sweet. How are Thank you? you. <laughs> I'm great today. I am great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, our listeners may not be able to see, but in the background behind you, we have our exciting whiteboards with our schedule, the classes we're teaching, the plans that we have. I'm just so excited to see you in the office making apples to zucchini happen. So Thank I want to start. Super exciting. Yeah. This part um, is very exciting. Um, I like being here in the office, but I've, it's the virtual world that I really enjoy. So um, this, this is awesome. Thank you for having me. And it's great to have you. So I want to begin at the beginning. Where did you grow up and what brought you to Santa Barbara? Oh, that's the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I grew up a little bit of all over. Um, I was actually born in Bakersfield, California, and that's where my grandmother is. Um, I have a few aunts and my cousins are there. Um, but I was raised, uh, I say equally, I call it like a little 30, 33 and a third uh, equal um, of uh, California, St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, Chicago. And um, I made my way from Chicago back to California and Santa Barbara area um, because my dad is a chef and my family helped a few people opened several restaurants um, probably eight years ago. I think I've been in Santa Barbara for eight years. Um, and yeah, well, that, that's how I landed. That <laughs> leads me to my that leads me to my next question because as I hinted, you've got um, a background in culinary arts. Um, tell me more about your experience in restaurants. I'm always so fascinated with that sort of behind the scenes. And I and I use that phrase because I do feel sometimes that the restaurant experience is like theater. It's a show being put on. So tell me, tell me about your experience and your family's experience in, uh, in the restaurant world. 
Um, you know what, Nancy, I couldn't explain it better than it is <laughs> behind the scenes. It is a total theater. It's a total show for the guests. Um, and uh, my family, I would probably say my position in this is like stage manager, all hands on deck always. Um, and that's because my dad is a chef and that's the culinary aspect. Uh, but my mom is in marketing and business. And so I definitely have my hands in both of those spaces. So I'm keen to the guests. Uh, you know, I want to make sure you have a great experience, um, but I'm also keen to really good food. So if you can't, if the food is good, the people are happy. And um, so explaining, experiencing that, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a manager. I uh, consider myself a, a sommelier, <laughs> you know, we, I am uh, an event coordinator, um, you know, a crowd gatherer and barbecue, a griller, like, you know, it's everything. It's all hands on deck. Um, I say my favorite part about um, cooking and being with my family is definitely catering where we are really good at that. And that's, that, that was always fun growing up. Now, do you find, um... I guess the difference between catering from sort of like a, the business and the running of it is with the restaurant, you show up every day and everything is in the same place and you know what you're doing. And maybe the recipes change seasonally. Maybe they change daily based on what you find, but it's like everything is in the same place. Whereas the challenge with catering is kind of Mary Poppins, you know, having to bring everything and set it up and then clean it up. And I, I kind of feel sometimes like our cooking classes are similar to catering because right now they're outdoors. Um, and even before when we would bring our kitchen carts, I mean, this was before you started because we didn't, we'd already shut down, but we have these carts and we would still have to kind of bring everything out and put it all back together. Um, how do you feel about that versus showing up in the restaurant and everything is where it's supposed to be? Um, I never thought about A to Z being a catering gig until you just explained it that way. Me and neither. Exactly, <laughs> but that is, and I think that's why I love it so much. And I'm eager every day to come in and I reorganize my space and we have a new menu every week and we nice. get new ingredients from the farmer's market. So I'd have to say that that's probably uh, like my favorite part of my daily piece of my, my job here. Um, but bringing that back to my family, I can see probably why that is our favorite because in catering, people are looking for you. Um, you know, you go to the restaurant, but there's also this aspect of um, what amazing, you know, thing are they going to bring today? How are they going to make this experience, um, you know, what it is? And in the restaurant, it's always, it's, you know, it's a similar experience. Catering, I mean, you, I could be ceviche, I could be, you know, barbecue, we could be Brazil, it could be in Asia, you know, we could do so many different things and I'm, I'm truly catering um, to the guests. So I think oh, that that's, yeah. probably, that's probably why I really like it. I, did, I didn't yeah. think about it, but that's totally yeah. why. <laughs> well, and that just, it seems like it suits your personality. I kind of feel like, um, I kind of feel like there's a lot of problem solving. Like, how am I going to fit all of these little things and big things into this wagon and get it to this. I mean, that's what we're doing. It is very challenging, but at the same time, there's like, it's a victory every time that we get everything every from one place to the garden. Yeah, and I and that seems like it suits your personality, <laughs> that problem solving. <laughs> um, so, so maybe you've already answered this, but 
I want to step back and, and look at the whole organization. What is your favorite thing about A to Z? What do you love most about your job? Oh, um, that's a really great, like, I, there's so much, like, I, honestly, I, um, I think I was telling you earlier, like, I truly feel supported in this space. And so that's, that's where, that's where my brain, you know, completely opens up when I feel safe. And so I would say it's probably like, it's the daily. Um, honestly, I, I have a great routine of being with, uh, being creative and being analytical and, being grounded and hands-on I get to be in the garden so it's like it's really hard to kind of like pick one lane um well I know you love the the kids oh I love the kids (laughs) that's when Um, I see you light up when you when you when we meet in the kitchen and um I it's funny we you kind of have these nicknames for some of your classes we started the preschool uh, preschool kindergarten pod class we normally don't teach that young but we had a group that wanted and you call them your littles. I have my littles and you just light up when you talk about them. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got some teenage girls at safe house who have been removed from commercial sex trafficking circumstances, a very different group than these sweet, innocent four and five-year-olds. And you light up when you talk about them. And, and I just, I love seeing your passion for sharing our mission with all of these kids. Okay, you're right. It's definitely the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me. It's the kids. But you know, you're, you, but we haven't <laughs> seen them. You know, we, we had to take a break. It's been two months since we had our regular classes because of the stay-at-home orders. And I think you just got back to Safe House. So um, I know that that's been hard for for I, it's been hard for me to to be away from the kids and because I mean that's kind of that yeah my, that's why we do this is, well it's the consistency of it and so I don't want them to necessarily think like we as adults you know we understand that things are stopping and things are shut down but like when it comes to kids I'm like you know, I don't want them to think like we canceled the class and we didn't let them, you know, so it's um, especially working in in situations where there there have been, you know, trauma, past trauma, um, yeah. past abandonment, you know, things like that. So it's important for me to to be with the kids. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So um, the next question comes, of course, from the title of the podcast, which is what, Courtney, what are you hungry for? Um, I love the title of your podcast. I'm a little biased because I absolutely love what we get to do. (laughs) Um, But what I am truly, truly, truly hungry for, Nancy, um, is change in, in in whatever aspect that is, you know, that people are looking for. Um, I, I truly believe that growth comes from change and it can be uncomfortable and it can be scary. Um, but there is a lot of just room for improvement. We're always trying to improve. And I think with change, good come, good improvement comes from change, comes from change. You there? Yeah. There. I'm there. Sorry. <laughs> I had to no charge worries. my podcast, my, uh, my AirPods real quick. Do you no, want to no just worries. back up change? Do you want to back up and then you can just cut that section? I'm sorry. 
Oh, no worries. Um, I change. Ask, ask the question again. Um, what are you, what are you hungry for? Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm truly, truly hungry for change. Um, I do believe that an amazing growth comes from change, you know, whether that be, um, um, a, a leveled growth, you know, or an upward growth. I think either way that it's, it's just really important for us to always seek improvement. Um, and I think that the hunger is, you know, the hunger portion of it is just something that is just so, um, you know, literal, literal and, you know, philosophical for us and, you know, how we move daily with the community. Um, so I am hungry for seeing people change the way that they are choosing to uh, consume food. Right, right. Well, and I think yeah. when you talk, yeah, and when you talk about how change can be hard and change can be a challenge, I feel like you're speaking directly to what we have gone through and what the world has gone through in the past year. Um, we were forced to make significant changes and we wouldn't wish COVID on any community or any person or any family, but at the same time, when the universe delivers something, you have to make decisions. And I just feel like in the last 11 months, you and I have been making decision after decision that is changing apples to zucchini cooking school for in really, really good ways. And so I think sometimes change especially when it's forced on you can be really scary and frustrating and can be angry and disappointed and all these things. But I, I feel like at the end of it, when you and I look back, we say, okay, we've implemented our own recipes and lesson plans. We've streamlined things and we've gotten this great partnership with the farmer's market for all of our produce. And, um, we are now teaching in gardens, something that we weren't doing. And this, these are all big changes that were forced on us, but we made that choice. And, um, and I'm really proud of, of us. And I'm thrilled to have you by my side making these. All right, let's go do this. Okay, let's go do that. <laughs> Um, I, was like, been... I was saying in my head when you introduced me, you said I was fearless. And I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, um, you know, the change and, and being able to adjust if you are trying to fit a square into a round hole, you know, it just, it doesn't work. And I think that the, um, it almost seems like they're major adjustments, but I almost, I actually feel like they've been like a million minor adjustments, you know, along yeah. the way that have like added up to this amazing new program, these amazing yeah. new programs um, that we have. And I do, I wish that we were in SB Unified and working, you know, with specific schools. I would love that for us. Um, but I also am, you know, heightened to the safety of our chefs and the yeah. safety of our kids, you know. So I like that we have our own locations and yeah. I like that we have our own gardens and the kids get to see their fruit and their vegetables grow every week that they come. Um, I like that you feel comfortable online. <laughs> I love that we have, I love that we go live, you know, that we do videos and we're showing people our recipes. Um, 
and showing people our philosophies through content. Like, I love that. And not to say that it wouldn't have happened before, but it's had to happen really fast on this kind of like grand scheme. So um, yeah, I'm proud of us. High five. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't we do it? Don't you do it on the side? I think. Oh, yeah, this way, this way. This way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, awesome. Well, I'm super excited. Um, okay. Apples to Zucchini Cooking School is sponsored by California Walnuts. If you think of walnuts as Christmas decorations or something to mix into brownies, you're missing out. Visit walnuts.org for amazing recipes like vegan chorizo, walnut pesto, firehouse chili, white bean and walnut hummus, and so much more. If you're looking for a more filling breakfast, a delicious on-the-go snack, or easy ways to incorporate real food, vegan protein into your diet, look no further than California walnuts. My own personal favorite is the chorizo. Our kiddos made it this week in cooking school and it was a hit. I make a big batch and freeze it so it's ready for tacos, omelets, avocado toast. Oh, man, I think it's almost time for lunch. Visit walnuts.org for more. All right, Courtney, it is now time for the lightning round. Now, I call it the lightning round, but you can take as long as you want to answer any other questions. It's up to you. What is your spirit vegetable? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> um, my spirit vegetable, because being at A to Z, we all know our spirit vegetables. <laughs> uh, my spirit vegetable is definitely a potato. Definitely a potato. Uh, <laughs> um, I love being as versatile as possible. And I think that potatoes are delicious and comforting and yeah. um, are very versatile. So, yeah. Potato. I was thinking about this question this morning and um, just a year ago, I was in Napa for the Healthy Kitchens, Healthy Lives Conference and um, some of of the various speakers talked about onions and I love, when I was a kid, I didn't like them. I love onions now. And one of the things they talked about was um, grilled onions or caramelized onions are the bacon of the vegetable world. And everybody in the audience nodded their heads like, yeah, you can put onions on everything. So today. That's my spirit vegetable. Um, okay. Potatoes. That leads to the next question. Mashed potatoes or French fries? I'm a mashed potato girl. Are you? Garlic mashed potato girl. Garlic. Okay. Skin on or skin off? Skin on. Red skin on. (laughs) Red skin on. And uh, cream, no cream. What do you do? Um, no cream. I use, um, I will use actually forager does. I started using the forager, the coconut cashew, uh, cream, the sour cream in it. Um, yeah. and it works just fine. Yeah. It works just, just fine. Awesome. Okay. Uh, given the choice sweet or savory. Oh, it's totally savory. Me too. <laughs> totally savory. <laughs> Um, sandwich or burrito? <laughs> don't make me answer this question. <laughs> don't make me answer you this question. You don't everyone want to make who, all the sandwiches. You don't want to make all the sandwiches. Everyone who, knows so me, everyone who knows me knows that I am the burrito queen. Oh. Um, I'm the absolute burrito queen. I love burritos, um, but I love sandwiches and 
I've had to reconfigure both into my diet <laughs> to make the best choices for myself. Um, yeah. I got a cold burrito. I can't, I can't not say burrito. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't. <laughs> awesome. It's, no, it's, that is a hard question. I know. Um, yeah, okay. I got to go with you haven't you haven't been to the grocery store in a while you don't really have a lot of fresh stuff in your refrigerator but you know you've always got a few things pantry you open up the cupboard what do you make for dinner stir fry i uh, mm-hmm. i'm i try and work leftovers in um, I usually keep things like a, um, like a veggie, like a ramen or something like a noodle, something. Um, so packets, you know, in pantry, I have something like that. And, um, I always have sesame oil, soy sauce, you know, you always have those yep. things. So yeah, I, I do like, a, I do some type of ramen stir fry. I might, I'm good at soup. So whatever yeah. leftovers, I usually will kind of throw that in, in something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that is the affordable part of our mission is always using leftovers. Um, okay. What is an essential kitchen gadget or tool that you have to have in your kitchen? That's a hard toss up between, well, I'll, I guess I'll just say my blender. Um, cause it's going to be the food processor or the blender. Um, but I, I, um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I juice, but I try and um, do more like smoothies. I'm big on mm-hmm. like, I like a little chunky fruit in my, in my smoothie. So that's, that's probably like one or two times a day. So that's for sure. Okay. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine for is sure. my immersion, my immersion blender. I can't live without, I make sauces. I was telling you how I made aioli in a mason jar oh, yeah. last night. I made uh, black bean soup. So oh, I, I couldn't live without my immersion blender. Yeah, that's um, okay. my way to get my my fruits and vegetables. You know, we yeah. I I need we need so much, and I don't think we realize how much we're not getting them. So the easiest way for me to try and do that has has been um, through my smoothies. I love my yeah. smoothies. My awesome, yeah, that's my awesome. awesome. <laughs> okay, I I think this might be a hard question, but maybe not. We'll see. What is your favorite? Santa Barbara restaurant of all time. It can be one that's closed that you still miss or the go-to that you still go to all the time. What is your favorite Santa Barbara restaurant of all time? That's a, that's a hard question. I'm really not good at that because I cook. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not good at that question. Um, there are a ton of restaurants, um, that I enjoy in town. I don't, I can't say, um, my, I say I have a new, my newest favorite is Ember Mill. Um, they're a Caribbean restaurant. Um, I'd have to check and see if they're still open, but I, um, it's, it's a black chef and I was just completely impressed with their menu because for once it wasn't, the same things <laughs> that are on State Street. Um, so I was I, I was really impressed by the Caribbean menu because it's a taste that, you know, I, I miss the, I miss good food. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, we tried to go once and I think, um, I think the lockdown had already started. So um, yeah, yeah I I'll saw, have to check that I out. I think that they were closed, but I actually saw something recently. They did an event. So I don't know. I hope they're open, but yeah. I'm going to go with them only because most, I don't want to say only because, because it's amazing food, but mostly because 
the restaurants because you know I'm in restaurants but I'm in food and I'm also in business and I just feel like all the restaurants are the same so I I give kudos to them (laughs) that is fantastic well we'll definitely have to check them out um thank you very much for joining us today Courtney it is always a pleasure to talk to you um, and thank you to our listeners for listening to our first episode of What Are You Hungry For? Be sure to visit us at www.atozcookingschool.org. That's A-T-O-Z, cookingschool.org. For more information about our classes, uh, soon we're going to have a bunch of our recipes posted. Uh, you can also make a donation, which will help us expand our classes to more organizations. Stay fresh, everybody. Stay fresh, everybody.